Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Everyone is standing. Luke 19, verses 2 through 5. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief amongst the publicans, and he was rich. He sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for Jesus was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at your house. You may be seated. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I don't have time to waste. Amen. Look at the person beside you and say, don't play with my time. Do not look at the person on the other side and tell them I have no time to waste. I don't have time to waste. In America's attempt to commercialize Dr. King, they have isolated the part of his speech at the March on Washington to just have him having a dream and willfully ignoring one of the most critical charges to this country earlier in the address when he professed, we are now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. And this unfolding conundrum of life and history is such a thing as being too late. This is no time for apathy or complacency. This is a time for vigorous and positive action. It was almost as if Dr. King was channeling Victor Hugo, who said so pointedly, Nothing else in the world is so powerful as an idea whose time has come. It's like somebody cued the music from Alice in Wonderland. I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. No time to say hello or goodbye. I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Friends, it's hard being on a track team with people who run off of an hourglass and you're racing with a stopwatch. They don't understand that the reason you are antsy is because nobody else feels a sense of urgency. In the international bestseller, Leading Change, the author, John Cotter, said that the first step into complete organizational transformation is to establish a sense of urgency. 
which is the unshakable feeling that a matter is so compelling that it must be addressed as soon as possible. We all have that sense of urgency, but we squander it on trivialities. Listen to how you use uselessly your urgency. I got to go get my hair done. I have to get my nail fixed. I gotta find some Beyonce tickets. I gotta figure out what I'm wearing tomorrow to work. It is never more in keeping with the germane matters of your life that are screaming with urgency. Like, I've got to find a different job. I got to stop spending all this money. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop messing with him. All the more, I've got to get my life together is where our urgency should be placed comes to a point where you can't even help yourself. You rush into work, rushing through traffic, rushing, uh, here it is, uh, to play, pay bills, irritated at any hint of a delay. You can't have a decent conversation without over-talking everybody. Don't look at nobody, just look straight ahead. You always feel like you are behind schedule. Here it is for the deadline you set. Hearing somebody tell you to slow down sounds like a curse word. Urgency has to have an umpire so you don't throw yourself out of bounds. Left unchecked, I need you to hear this, left unchecked, urgency becomes anxiety. You just missed it, let me give it to you again. When you leave it unchecked, urgency becomes anxiety. You got to resolve within yourself, your daily mantra is going to have to be, I'm going to do what I can do when I can do it, and if I don't, I won't die. Y'all missed it. I need y'all to repeat after me. Repeat after me. I'm going to do what I can do when I can do it, and if I don't, I won't die. Come on, say it out loud again. I'm going to do what I can do when I can do it. And if I don't, I won't die. Look at the person beside you. Tell them, don't trip. I'm going to do what I can do when I can do it. And if I don't, I won't die. If you know I'm telling the truth, would you give God glory right there? I'm going to do what I can do when I can do it and if I don't I will not die set aside what's not essential and delegate 
what does not deserve your attention. My mother gave me a book my freshman year of college uh, called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I still remember of the author saying, most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is important. I think I lost you. I better give it to you again. Most of us spend too much time on what is urgent and not enough time on what is important. Most people on your row do not know how to discern the difference between urgent and important. Urgent tasks are time sensitive and require immediate attention in order to avoid unfavorable consequences. While important tasks support strategic progress towards a long-term goal. In other words, we make urgency for the immediate at the neglect of the long distant. So you're doing everything that is around you and forsaking what is in front of you. In the aftermath of the pandemic, urgent care centers started popping up everywhere. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but urgent care centers are outgrowing hospitals now by 90%. Millions are opting out of hospitals because they want to step away from the anguish that comes from waiting rooms. They want to see the doctor right away. I ain't got no time to be in no waiting room. People coughing and hacking and sneezing. Don't cover their mouth, their nose. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm trying not to make eye contact. You sick and trying to make small talk. God told me to tell those of you that will receive the word of God that where you are sitting right now is not a waiting room. Where you are, hear this, is a recovery room that by the time you leave this place and get to your next destination, everything that is out of order is going to be in the alignment of God. I speak healing for every person that is in your vicinity of mind, body, soul, bank accounts, finances, and relationship. I speak healing for every person that got a broken heart, that got a wounded dream, and got a fractured self-identity. God said, you don't even know why you were worshiping. I was already operating. I can't, I feel better, so much better ever since I laid my burdens down. And friends, they ain't got to treat me how they used to treat me. Why? Because I done laid it all down. You are in recovery. Recently, I was flipping through the book of Luke and dismounted in the 19th chapter where Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. 
And what I needed you to pay attention to this text is in noting is that Jesus passed through Jericho but never stayed. He got out of there quickly. Because in Jericho, that is the place where the walls came down. He said, I can't stay in Jericho because it requires too much cleanup. God, I can't hear nobody in here. I cannot stay in Jericho because it's going to take too much of my strength. I have got to get to Jerusalem. Hear this, because that's where they are preparing my Palm Sunday. I do not want to stay in a place where I am tolerated. I want to get to the place where I'm going to be celebrated. I need you to know God is in a rush to move you from being in environments where you got to do all the heavy lifting. I'm tired of always being the responsible one, the strong one, always doing double duty. Don't nobody ever check on me. I'm feeding folk and they never ask, have I eaten yet? I want to be in a place where folk will celebrate my presence. Don't ask me what I bring to the table. Be glad I'm sitting at your little raggedy table. I want to be where I am celebrated. How to be where I'm celebrating. And uh, Jesus said, I'm getting out of Jericho. I'm going to Jerusalem because they're throwing a party for me there. Hallelujah. Would you look at the person beside you and say, where you go next, you will know it's from God if they celebrate you there. God, I can't hear nobody in here. I'm telling you that when you walk in the room, there ought to be smiles on their face. Their eyes ought to be lighting up, knowing you the one that carries the favor for that place. Do me a favor. Can we do a dry run right here? Would you just cheer for whoever's next to you? That's how they're going to act when you go to the bank. That's how they going to act when you close at the house. That's how they going to act when you open up your business. That's how they going to act when you announce your engagement. I need you to celebrate whoever is around you for the glory that's on their life. Jesus leaves out of Jericho goes to Jerusalem and when he goes to Jerusalem the crowd becomes maddening because they know that this is the last stop of Jesus's tour before he's going to be crucified and so the crowd is coming from everywhere trying to see him one last time stage right here comes our central character by the name of Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus is an agent for the IRS and nobody likes the IRS agent Nobody wants the one that's taking all of your money. You've got to understand in Greco-Roman times that IRS agents did not have a salary. I need you to hear this. They did not have a salary. Whatever extra money they could get out of the citizens, they could keep it for themselves. So Zacchaeus is a wealthy man, but he has done so on the backs of his own people. And so when the church people see Zacchaeus trying to see Jesus, they block him out. 
I think I've lost you. Uh, you better know that everybody in church don't want to see you get to your next level. Uh, that there are people who will try to block you because of stuff that they know you did in your past. Stuff that they know that you participated in. They think they got a right to say where you gonna go. But you gotta know I don't care how saved you are. I don't care what your title is. You ain't got a heaven or a hell to put me in. Move, get out of my way so I can get in the presence of God. They block Zacchaeus because they don't want him to see Jesus. But there's a peculiar thing that I wanted you to pay attention to is that Zacchaeus is a tax collector. And they say that's why they don't like him. But I think you forgot that Matthew is also a tax collector. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Which says to me, saints choose who they gonna hate. Uh, y'all ain't saying nothing. You got two people doing the same thing, but y'all got y'all's favorites. I can't hear nobody in here. You can't beat people down because they homosexual and you sleeping with everybody else. It's the same level of accountability. People will pick and choose. <laughs> y'all ain't saying nothing to me. They'll, they'll pick and choose. They mad because they think your heels are too high. You only mad with me because you got bad ankles and bad knees. You mad about the length of my skirt? Y'all ain't saying nothing. You wish you could look this fly. You mad? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me about what my hair is. If you don't like it, pay for another bundle. But until that time, let me be myself and let me see Jesus. People will pick and choose who they like and who they block and who they will support. And so they lock Zacchaeus out from seeing Jesus. And Jesus says, I don't care what these people feel about me, what they say about me, what they think about me. I'm going to climb up into a tree. God help me. He said, even if I don't get a touch, I just want to see him. But the Bible says he didn't climb, just walk to that tree. The Bible says he ran to get to that tree. I wonder if there's anybody today who's a God chaser. I did not get dressed, feed my kids, put gas in my car to see you. I came this far to see him. And I need somebody that needs to see his face. Can I hear the sound of worshipers in this place? Oh, I want to see him. That look upon I want to see him. Be seated, please. Be, be seated. I want to see him. I need to see the hand of God. Hallelujah. I need to see God moving. I need to see God at work. Some of y'all came for a show, but I came for the revealing of his manifested power. I want to see him. I 
don't care who you sitting beside. I am not impressed by your wardrobe. I didn't come here to make friends. I ain't got to be in your little clique. But let me see Jesus. If there's anybody that wants to see him, would you lift up your voice and cry out unto our God like I want to see him. I want to see him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to see him. You may be seated in the presence of our God. I want to see him. He climbs up in a tree because saints blocked him. And Jesus is walking from Jericho to Jerusalem. And Luke tells us that right at the base of the tree, at the trunk of the tree, Jesus stops and looks up and sees Zacchaeus and says to Zacchaeus, come down. I don't bless people in branches. I only make a way for people who are on the ground. God, I can't hear nobody in here. You think you so high up that you can't worship me? Get down here. I'm, I'm talking to some of y'all that are just so bougie and so cute and so pretty. God is saying, get down here and worship me. You think I care about what kind of bag you got? What kind of shoes you got on? What degrees you have, where you pledge, none of that impresses me. Get down here and worship me. And so some of you can't worship him because you're too, too puffed up out of your own ego. You are too self-absorbed to worship God. You are too conscious about who's looking at you and what other people think. I can't hear nobody in here. But God is saying, in other words, you better come down before I bring you down. And there are those of y'all, y'all ain't saying nothing. There are those of y'all that need to humble yourself and lower your pride and worship him. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, hallelujah. You, you may be seated. I, says, I need you to come down and worship because I do my best work on the ground. The two blind men, they weren't in a tree. Woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't in a tree. God, I can't hear nobody. To, starving 5,000, they weren't in a tree. But those who were on the ground, God help me, they know how to worship me because they know if it wasn't for my mercy, they would be underground. I should have been dead. I should have been in my grave. Would you do me a favor? I just want to hear just worshipers in this room who know you got to get off your high horse to worship him. Come on, I dare you to worship him. Worship, worship the son of our living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you to worship him. And uh, 
He does not just say to Zacchaeus, come down. I want you to hear the language of our loving Lord. Luke chapter 19, verse number four. I need you to hear his language and the particularity uh, that he uses in the directive to Zacchaeus. He does not just say, come down. He says, make haste. In other words, I don't want you to miss this. God was speaking to his speed. Says, make haste. Hurry up and come down. Now, I, I, I think you miss uh, verse number three. Verse number three is uh, Zacchaeus ran up the tree. God help me. So his speed was at high level. Now Jesus gets to the bottom of the tree and says to Zacchaeus, I saw how fast you got up there. With the same speed you use to get up there, I need you to use that speed to get down here. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all get me miss it. Maybe it's just for those of y'all who are online, but I want to say something and only 500 of y'all are going to shout about it. God told me to announce to those of you who don't mind screaming in this room. God says, as fast as you got into that mess is as fast as he's getting you out of it. Can't hear nobody. Some of y'all ain't been in no confusion. But if you need God to do it, I need you to shout, get me out of debt fast. Get me out of this contract fast. Get me out of this apartment fast. Be seated. I'm coming. Said that the same speed you used to get in it is the same speed I'm going to use to get you out of it. I need you to be seated, please. I only got five minutes. I need you to be seated if you can help yourself. Which means that God is mindful of speed. Uh, He is mindful of speed. Hallelujah. Uh, grandmothers uh, used to say, you can't have regard. You, you just got to wait. Uh, yes, I can. Hallelujah. Uh, he's an on-time God. God, I can't hear nobody. He, he may not come when, uh, when, when you want him, but hallelujah, he's an on-time God. Y'all, y'all got to forgive us because some of y'all don't feel a sense of urgency. But there are those of y'all in this room that need God to do something quickly. I don't know where you are, but this is a word for you. I need 500 of y'all to throw your head back and shout, hurry up, God. Now, if you don't need nothing fast, don't scream with us. But if you need something in the next 48 hours, I need you to shout out loud, hurry up, God. If you don't come right now, I'm going to lose my mind. Hey, up. Uh, All right. Hallelujah. Be seated. I only got four minutes. Be seated, please. Be seated. Be seated. Be seated, please. Hurry up and be seated. Hallelujah. 
Thank you. All right. Uh, help me this way. Can you take your neighbor by the hand? Take your neighbor by the hand and pull them down to their seat. Thank you. Y'all thought I was getting ready to pray. Take them by the hand and pull them down to their seat. Hallelujah. Now hold that hand. Hold that hand. Throw your head back and say, hurry up, God. Now, now you got to understand, when I said it that time, it wasn't for me. I just said it on behalf of whoever's hand I'm holding. That I don't even know what they're going through. But God, they need something in the next 24 hours that eyes have not seen. You better grab that neighbor and shake her and say, hey up, God. In the next 24 hours, your bill is going to be paid. In the next 24 hours, your brother going to be drug free. In the next 20... I'm getting ready to see what y'all's faith is built like. By 1121, Monday, y'all ain't saying nothing. By 1121, Monday morning, everything you've been praying for is about to be addressed. I need you to scream like the court case is gonna be overturned, like the surgery is gonna be dealt with. Hey, up, God! All right. He looks up, sees Zacchaeus up in that tree, and says, hurry up, make haste, come down. This is what's getting ready to mess you up. Hallelujah. Says, come down. I'm almost finished. He says, come down, hear this, because I need to go to your house. Theologians, scholars, and homileticians have missed the aim and the import of this narrative. Here it is, is that this, hear me, is not about Zacchaeus. God, help me. Because whatever is going on with Zacchaeus, God could deal with it when he got off the tree. God, I can't hear nobody. He says, I need you to hurry up and get down here because there's somebody in your house that needs my attention. I can't hear no worshipers right through here. I wonder how y'all gonna worship if the next fast move of God ain't for you, but for somebody in your family needs an emergency breakthrough. I need you to shout right now for your son, for your daughter, for your sister, for your husband. Hey. Hey. Okay. 
Oh my God. Hey, I feel glory coming now. Look at your neighbor, tell him it's coming in hot. Whatever you need for your house is getting ready to happen. Would you shout your address out loud? I said, shout your address out loud. Shout your phone number out loud. God said, if you give me glory, I'm sending angels to break into your house. If anybody asks me, what's the matter with me? Tell them I'm saved. I'm sanctified. And I'm running for my life. Hurry up, y'all, and give him glory. Hurry up, y'all, and give him praise. Hurry up. I got to close. I got to close. Take your neighbor by the hand. Stretch out even across the aisles. I got to close. Hallelujah. I just need 50 of y'all to shout out loud, hurry up, God. Hallelujah. I feel something getting ready to push in the heavenlies. Come on, pull on that neighbor and shout out loud, hurry up, God. Help me, every person online, you ought to be typing it right there. Come on, everybody in the back of the church, in the front of the church, the center of the church. Throw your head back and shout, hey up, God. What you've been waiting on, what you've been praying for, what you've been believing God to do, God says, I'm getting ready to do it. Y'all didn't, you didn't hear me or you didn't believe me. I said, what you've been praying for, what you've been waiting on, what you've been believing God to do, God is getting ready to do it. Y'all ain't feeling it. Let me talk to the people online. What you've been praying for, what you've been waiting on, what you've been believing God to do, God is getting ready to do it. God said, Jamal, tell the people of new birth, I'm getting ready to bless them in three ways. 
I need y'all to hear this. Tell them I'm going to bless them in three ways. And how they respond to it will speak to how I act accordingly. He said what they've been praying for, what they've been waiting on, what they've been believing me to do, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it three ways. God, what are the three ways you're going to do it? He said, I'm going to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. I need both of y'all. Shot right there. It's gonna happen quick. It's gonna happen fast. It's gonna happen in a hurry. Hey, I'm God. Lift that hand. I want to speak something over your life. I'm going to speak something over your life. I speak over every lifted hand online and in this room. I speak over every lifted hand. The spirit, hear this, the spirit of acceleration. Whatever has been put on your path to slow you down has just been removed out of the way. I got the wrong screamers. I better say it another way. Whatever person thought they were going to slow down your assignment and your destiny, I just moved them out the way. I speak of every lifted hand. The spirit of acceleration. That everything in your life is getting ready to have uninterrupted momentum. I'm telling you, contracts are getting ready to come in every direction. I don't know where you are. Keep your phone charged. A phone call and a text message that is going to change your life is about to come your way. Brace yourself for a knock on the door. The spirit of acceleration. I declare over every lifted hand for those of you in this room who have felt like life has slowed down that you're not moving at the pace or the rate that you desire that God will help you to pick up speed I'm believing by faith that things are going to happen for you this year so fast that you're not going to know what happened. God said, I need you to hear this. In the next two months, I'm going to make up for the last two years. I wish I was at new birth. I better say that again. The next two months are going to make up for the last two years. Those of you who believe, you serve a God who can pick up speed if that's where you are would you give him glory even right now come on I say give him glory I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink what you just heard should have you off and running chasing your dreams pursuing your purpose and answering your call 
If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.